Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Terrence, welcome to the cave. Thank you uh, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Analytics. Your life must be crazy. Like I mentioned earlier, before we went off the air, before we went on the air, man. last what month? Did you say a month? A month, really, a whole year, because it's yeah. a year to the day uh, of the actual day that we wrap for the show. So now it's coming a year later. So it's it's been interesting. So obliterated uh, premiered actually today, a couple hours ago, actually. So uh, we're gonna jump into that in a little bit and everything. Uh, but first of all, man, like I was doing research on you last night, man. I, I like I like the way how your career began because you're all over the place because not only you're acting you're writing books for kids you're doing nonprofit I like that when somebody does puts stuff back into the community as he takes things in yeah I, like that. I learned that from my grandmother and my mom but at the same time Miss Tina knows Beyonce's mother I'm a head mentor for her and I remember her saying like you know people wait to give back like oh when I do this I'm gonna give back but they really never do. She was like, you need to give back as you are coming up. You never know, even if it's just a dollar, how that can help and change people. So um, yeah, I've learned a lot from her as well. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll jump a little about the books in a second too. Like, uh, so how did the acting bug hit you though? What made you get into that? <laughs> to be honest, being poor and being, uh, being poor, being going through depression as a kid, not knowing what it was and not wanting to um be myself in a sense so i remember um coming up with different characters in school and, and going to school lying out of my mouth about uh about what was going on at home and stuff just always been acting wanting to be eddie murphy on boomerang for like since i was seven mm -hmm. so which was very inappropriate we should have been watching that movie but whatever <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's how it all started just being you know trying to be somebody else not for fun, but on purpose to hide what was really going on. When did, the, reality, was yeah. when did the reality kick in that you're going for it? And oh wow! Um, in school, Mississippi Valley State, because uh, I did like some uh, some church plays, and I got in trouble because I would never be able to actually make it to the performance. I always do something bad, so they kicked me out of the play. <laughs> and then in high High school, I was I got in a drama club, but I was nervous. So I was like, let me, I want to do the lights. I'm gonna be the lights and the director. Cause I wanted to be the boss. But then um when I went to Valley State, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a model. Uh, because I was tall and skinny and big old head. So I was like, okay. But then next thing you know, I started classes there, got in drama classes and just fell in love with it. And I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. And then when I moved to LA to become a, a model still. Yeah. Uh, my first runway show, the lady paid us with like t-shirts and a baby roof sneaker bar or something. I was like, where the money at? And she was like, oh no, it's, you know, you do it for the, you know, for the experience. I was like, yeah, I can't do this shit. I need some food. I need some money. <laughs> so then I got into acting and um, just being an athlete, knowing that, you know, I was like, I need to find out where the work is. Where's the work? I know there's some type of work behind this. I know that you can't just make it or be discovered mm -hmm. on a gas station. You need to like, where's the work? So then my godmother, Don Steinberg, she was like, you need to become an artist. So I started going to class and just pushing it, taking it very seriously. So even now, after I won my Emmy, I was still going to classes and I still do now. 
That actually, I had a question right down for you. Like, how do you perfect your craft more and more? How do you get better? Glasses. Like, you have to treat it like, like you have to treat it like a sport. You have to treat it like a doctor would or new medicine. Like, you got to mm. study. Like, it's every day you're stepping in somebody else's shoes. Um, so if you're not going to the gym, reading the script. If you're not reading the script, you should be in class. If you're not in class, you should be auditioning. If you're not auditioning, you should be doing something, watching movies and different things like that to actually, you know, get to know exactly what you're trying to step into. And people watch a little bit. Not like a weird people watch, but yeah. like watching, like, see, see, because the world is full of all these amazing characters. You just have to look around. You mentioned like studying and everything. Uh, is there somebody that you look up to? Do you watch their movies or TV shows to try to get yourself better to? Well, right now I was say myself, <laughs> but before um, I definitely um, Eddie Murphy has always been an inspiration for me. Um, Meryl Streep, Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, just a mixture of different people. Wow. Uh, how did the whole book uh, idea come for you to start writing kids books then? Like I said, remember I was uh, a kid not wanting to be myself. And so in class, they always said, don't wait for your opportunity. Create your opportunity. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a play. I'm going to write in a journal. And then I start writing. And um, I was like, this looks like a kid's book. And sure enough, I was writing out of depression. I was going through depression. And actually, um, even after I booked, the first time I realized something was going on in my head was, um, Criminal Minds. I booked Criminal Minds. Yeah. And it happened a couple of times. I would book something, I'll be in the trailer, contract signed, and I would be sitting in the trailer waiting for somebody to knock on a door and say I was the wrong guy for the job. And I'm like, what is going on? And sure enough, it was a lot of insecurities and different things that happened when I was a kid that I didn't work through. So I wrote it out in a journal and it became a book. <laughs> Have you thought about trying to push that into like a, maybe like an animation or like a yeah. short or a film? Have yeah. you thinking about that? Yeah, so I just got finished with my fifth book. Um, the first book I'm actually working with, uh, I can say it, I think I can say it. I'm working with currently, um, we shopped it around because I came up with a short. Okay. Um, but I shopped around in Selena Gomez's company, Wondermind. Uh -huh. um, we're in talks with them and then Peacock, I did uh, Best Man with them. So Selena wants to do, they want, I want an animation because like, oh, the world, da, da. but her mother, Mandy, um, Wonder Mind is all about mental health and just really reaching out to artists and helping people. And her mom was like, we need real ki kids in this. This needs to be live action. So we create live action. So we work on that. Uh, so uh, we actually just had a meeting last week to push everything forward. So we're working on that. That should be coming out in a couple of months. Um, and then Peacock, they got the fourth book, The Crown Kids, and we're working on that. Of course, they want to make it live action as well. So, and I have an animation thing that I'll work on as well, but... Um, Right now, they want the books. They want to make them live action to show these kids that, you know, this is real stuff. They don't want magic around mental health. They want kids to really sit in it and understand it and give them tools to push forward. Would you would you want to be part of that? Like have like a, a role in it or a scene? To be honest with you, if anything, I wouldn't want to be in it because I lived it. If anything, yeah. I would want my godson, Jacob. Um, he's all into animation. They're coming up acting. I want him to be in it so he can get that experience. Cause you know, I feel like when you have things like that and you really want to get this message on, I don't want to be selfish and be like, oh, I need to be the main character's dad. Or, no, you yeah. need to give open the door for other people. So I'll be of course producing, writing it and directing, helping co-direct it. But like being in it with a part, I don't I don't think so. Cause it'd be weird. Like sometimes I think that's corny. We have a cameo, except for Marvel. They do it great. You know, like, he'll be on the bus, like, who is it? But you know, like stuff like that, but no. That's awesome. 
So throughout like your career so far, other than the new show, what's been like your favorite project you've worked on? Or is this it? Go it up. This has been my favorite, but the one that led up to this that I was really excited about was I did um, Batwoman. And that was my first time actually doing my own stunts. And first time doing big stunts like that anyway, and I wanted to do it anyway as myself. Cause they were like, oh, we got a stunt devil, don't worry. And I said, oh, can I come and come to rehearsal? And they're like, for what? I was like, oh, I want to do it with the swords and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, that was really fun because they let me rip and I was like, nah, 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 nah. and I was a drum major, like a dancer in the South for HBCU. So that's, you know, the Michael Jackson of the band. So I, I can move a little bit. So it's all choreography. So when this came into it, it's the comedy, drama, and I got to do my own stunts. I, di- I didn't do two things. Glenn fell backwards. Glenn loved my stunt guy. He fell backwards twice, but everything else, it was all me. The food bite, everything's all me. What about, uh, do you have like a dream role that you want to try to tackle someday if you get your hands on? Yeah, my dream role since I was like, since I watched Nutty Professor, Eddie Murphy again, is yeah. Pendergrass. I want to do a bio. I want to play Teddy Pendergrass. His story is so amazing. Uh, why don't you start writing it, Teddy? Go for it. I, yeah, totally. Teddy Pendergrass. And also, like, um, uh, Black Panther, you know, of course, a shout out to Chadwick Love, uh, doing something with Marvel, like something mm-hmm. where I can still do the action and everything else like that. So, yeah, let's jump down to Blu ray and we're at Netflix. Uh, yeah. Today, man. Today. Wow. It's like, first of all, like, how does it feel for you, first of all, being part of this project? It was when you when I first got that script, I was like, okay, what is this? Because it was so, it was so many different lines coming together. Sometimes you know when something is a comedy drama with the space, you can tell. Yeah. But this was all types of different things moving around. I'm like, oh, this is a real person with a whole bunch of crazy things going on. And I was like, oh, we won't be able to do that. We won't be able to do that. The cow, the pee and the Pringles. I'm like, they can't do that. The food fight. Okay, we'll see. And all of it really came true. So. Now we've been waiting for a year for this. And then in my career, I've been doing this for a while now. And to be able to walk into this journey and like a piece of work that you know you're excited about and can give people that um, lighthearted, crazy fun that we need right now in the world, Mm. it's it's amazing. But it also feels like I'm ready. I'm ready for it. When you saw the name of the big three from the Cobra Kai creators now jumping into this, what went through your thoughts? You know, I never look up people. I never look up people. I try not to uh, because I always want to show up as myself. And I used to get in trouble because they were like, you're meeting with such and such. I'm like, okay, great. They're like, have you researched them? I'm like, no, because then I'll be performing or whatever. But when I met John, Josh, and Hayden um, on the, uh, and of course I love Cobra Kai, but I didn't just research them. When I met them on the actual Zoom, I just fell in love with them because all of them are like three personalities but then each one of them are those three personalities in one. It's really weird. <laughs> They're like triplets. Mm. Uh, so what can like the, you know, cause you know, like the Clover Kai fans are going to tune in to watch this. Oh God. So you've already seen of all the posts and everything. Like, so what are you hoping to get out of this series when they first tune in? Of course uh, we want the fans, but please do not let your children under 12. You, they need they somebody needs to sit with them and talk to them through it. Yeah. My nieces were like, "Oh, we're doing a black party. We're making flyers," and I'm like, "Do not!" I have to call my sister in law. Like, do not do that. Everybody in the neighborhood is going to go crazy. But um, I hope it in um, focus and energy that is a huge success like Cobra Kai. Who would want that? I think they're going into their sixth season. 
Yeah, they're huge and they're the nicest people in the world. So just staying humble, um, huge success and more seasons. That's right. Yeah. So we see you as Trunk, which I love the nickname Trunk, by the way. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your audition, first of all. Like, how were you approached for the for the for the show? To be honest, people always say when I they can tell when I'm, I'm a happy person, but when I'm hungry and sleepy, they say that's when the monster comes out. So when this guy, when I read Trunk's side and they were talking about the hungriness and da da da, and I was like, okay, this seems familiar. And so I approached it as just me being a part of myself and putting on his shoes a little bit, but he's he's powerful. In the beginning, you see that he's powerful, he's on, and he's like, I can take out the muscle with no collateral damage and a crowd of people. So you know this man is crazy. He gets stabbed, he throws a dude out the window. I did all that myself. Wow. Um, but you can see the power, but then also you see the sensitivity. You see he's a big bear when it comes to McKnight. He's a little like, you know, like a teddy bear. Uh, he really looks up to McKnight and loves his team. And I just approach it like I would like my everyday self because I'm like six six. but when it comes down, I write kids books. So people don't even, they're like, you got tattoos and you're big as hell and you write children's books. So I approach it as if I was just putting his shoes on because he, he's a he's an amazing complex being and even in the scene there was you see us messed up and fucked up and everything but um when we had to go in that warehouse you saw us become that unit again and that's like one of my favorite scenes because yes we're messed up and jacked up but when we're on we're on so did i read online to that you were working out like crazy to get ready for this oh my god yes if you i don't know if you tell i'm still i've gained um I, when I played Trunk, I was 257 pounds. So I put on like, and this is even before they, like, hey, T, you know, they sent the pictures of the wardrobe and the guy was like, Jack. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? They're going to look at me and be like, you're too small. So um, I start working out and then um, doing protein, of course. I was working out twice a day. Wow. One um, one with the a trainer who um, was more focused on cardio, but at the same time, like uh, structure and positioning and then I worked out with another one who was just about like heavyweights bodybuilding yeah. and then um, on my days off I did that five days a week and then the weekends I would go on my own so it was a lot of training a lot of sleeping and a lot of eating I hate chewing I'm like this I'm sick of chewing like it was a lot of eating like five meals a day uh it was fun because I could eat whatever but it was just as hard work to get in there and get that you know keep the muscle pushing because I always see myself as this scrawny little person. So yeah. when I'm on there, I'm like, oh, he, I look kind of big. But yeah, it was a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work, a lot of water, a gallon and a half of water every day. Jesus. Now, did you drop some of that weight after you finished showing me? Yes. Now so, I'm 247. Okay. So it's like cardio, um, way more cardio. I'm on a bike. I had a, nobody knew this, but when I was doing obliterated, I hurt myself in football, I fractured my tibia. And so it healed on its own. Um, and so when I got obliterated, I was going to go have surgery and the doctor was like, no, cause there was a piece of loose scar tissue moving around to get stuck in my kneecap. So sometimes I would just pop it and keep it running. But um, so now I had the surgery when I got out at the two weeks after we finished, I had the surgery. Then last, I think last month he forgot it. There was a piece that showed up again. So they had to go back in again, but I've been on the bike working and doing everything. So I'm, I've lost almost what, 10 pounds. Everything's just tighter, trunk is, you know, huge.
But even if you need to gain the 10 pounds, it's pretty easy to jump back on for a season two if you have to. Yeah, I think they don't want me to. But yeah, and it was it was cool. That size was good. Yeah. That size was really good. Even the suit I wore um, for Beyonce's premiere Saturday, um, I bought that suit in Vegas, and it was, what, almost three, four sizes too small. But now I, I was able to fit in it with no problem. So, but if I need to get become Trunk again, I will. It's easy. Yeah. A lot so of folks. Trump- yeah. Any any challenges playing Trunk? Hell yeah! yeah. Because you like being able to be powerful, sensitive, and then also be hungry the entire time. Like that's a real thing. Being hangry and then sometimes I was like, oh well, I won't eat or we're on set for like eighteen hours. So mm-hmm. some of this shit wasn't even active because I was starving. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, the challenge was it was challenging. Period. Because the show is written so differently from anything that you've seen out there yeah. you have to know when to tap into the comedy when to be vulnerable when to be funny when to turn on and be a monster machine it was a lot mm. yeah that's crazy so like how would you describe now his journey throughout this season he comes in very powerful very serious even before he gets the drugs he's like you know i don't think we should be doing this then you're like well fuck it let's go um then the sensitivity between him and uh i could always say nick mcknight without knowing everybody else around him knows about his sexuality, beset for McKnight because that's his big brother. So approaching that, um, um, that and then also being hungry uh, and then the fighting. So his journey is so complex. And then now he's still, you know, everybody think the secret was that he was sleeping with a guy, but the secret really is that he's about to leave his family and go work for Lady Gaga. So the, it was a whole, but it's just a, it's like a roller coaster. It's all over the place. Now, what about the cast? That's an amazing little cast they put they put together. Yeah, the cast is good. Even Eugene, the um, the guy who plays Paul. After the first week, I was just calling Paul because he's so like that character is ridiculous. Um, Nick McKnight, I just you you sometimes on set you want to call them by their um, character name, yeah. but it was so easy because everybody was even Allison. Um, Lana, you know, she's, I, I give it away. Lana and she's a whole nother thing. She's literally like that in person. Like, I was like, it, it's crazy. Eugene, Shelly, she was so cool. And most of the girls, all the girls are tomboys in real life. So that's why it made the show even better because the girls were crazy as well. Like they were, I said, the girls were more like boys and the boys were more like girls on set. The girls were like, oh, cool. You need me to jump off of this? Cool. I'm like, oh my God. So the girls were cool. The girls were really, really cool. You know who impressed me was Kimmy. Kimmy is amazing. <laughs> She's amazing, right? She's amazing. You know, this is her first big thing, her and Allison's first big thing. And yeah. Kimmy, um, it goes a lot with her journey in this. She literally didn't get the role. The deadline came out. The other girl got the role. Kimmy gave up, and she said, like, she was in her, um, uh, she was remodeling or something. Her toilet, like, exploded or something. And she, she was like, okay, I'm letting it go, whatever. And then that next week, they called her and they brought her in. So she already felt like she didn't get the role. Then she gets the role a week later after they announced the cast. So now she came in, but she came in with fire. Kimmy and Allison, they these are their first big things. And you can't even tell. They're, they came in on point. Out of yeah. the whole, out of all the, out of the whole cast now, like who was your favorite person to like work with? That, like you couldn't wait to do the scenes with. Nick. A specific person. Nick, Nick and Allison. Nick and Allison. 
Nick, and those are my, even in real life now, Nick, his kids are like my uh, niece and nephew now. And then Alex is like my best friend, but it's kind of hard because I'm like, once this show comes out, people probably will be screaming like, don't trust her. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nick and Allison. Yeah, because Nick was just like, some of the stuff we will be improving, and most of the stuff that we improv is in the show because it was just a natural thing. Because Nick in mind, the way that he puts words together is crazy. He's the funniest guy I know. Uh, and then Allison as well, crazy, funny, and the way that their minds work. So being on set with them, it was you never knew what to expect. And everything yeah. that Nick Nick has done is like comedic. Like you could see it. Like like he can make you laugh. I think with just he's hilarious. I just talked to him this morning, and he makes your stomach hurt. He's so serious. He brings you into the joke, and you can literally picture everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like. For the fans and the viewers that watch this, like, what are you hoping to remember mostly about your performance? Is there a specific thing they want you want them to remember? I want them to see that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, and it's it's something that well, really I'm getting goosebumps because this is really good. Um, it's going to be something like after COVID, yeah. a lot of people still don't understand that it doesn't matter what race you are, what you are, what sexuality, what color, what it doesn't matter. COVID to give a fuck. COVID, if you got COVID, like people were scared. So this show, I want people, especially from my performance, I want them to see no matter what your sexuality is, no matter what color you are, no matter where you're from, you can literally save the fucking world. Yeah. Okay? Just be yourself, focus on what you have to do and anything you want to do in this world, conquer it. Yeah. Ignore the noise and just go for Ignore it. Ignore the noise. And when you have the right people around you to support you and love you, your team, your tribe, it doesn't matter what the outside noise is. As long as those people are on your side, you're always going to come out on top. It's amazing. It's amazing. Terrence, now what's next for you now? Any other projects that you're allowed to tell us about that you got coming out? Yeah, I did, a, I did another, um, I did a movie with um, Marshall Cook, Zachary Levi, and Joe Carnahan. He was the actual director called Not Without Hope. It's about the football players who... Um, had the tragic they they passed in 2007 i believe off the florida waters um they got caught in a storm so i was in malta after i finished obliterated i, I booked that and i was in malta for the summer for almost three months in italy and um we were in a tank so they were recreating this whole storm so we were in a tank from 5 p.m to 5 6 a.m in the morning in a tank where they were creating the waves and you're like, oh cool, this is fun. The first couple of days, cause you think it's a water park, but these waves are going up to like 20 feet, knocking you down, you're in the water, you're doing stunts without knowing you're doing stunts. Cause I felt like I was gonna drown a couple of times and you come up and they turn everything off and people are clapping and you're like, I need a help. And I thought, like, oh, we didn't know if you were, it was great. It looked so real. I was like, yeah, I almost fucking died twice. Like come down there and then the guys, the scuba divers down there to save us. but. They couldn't tell what was real or what was fake, but that movie is going to be very jarring. It's aggressive as well, but it's a whole it's 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 a whole nother thing because it's a real 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 story. So you want I approached it with just making sure that Corey Smith was seen, but it was aggressive. And Joe Carnahan, if you worked with him, you know he he is the guy. He's the guy to do it. So I'm really really excited about that. That should be out next year sometime. I was, was going to ask you like, what is that? Is that early like next year or sometime next I year? I believe so. They're trying to. I think they're doing it. It's a theater release, or I, I really don't know. To be honest with you, they sent me a rough cut of it. I haven't been able to watch it because it just it gives me PTSD. I'm like, because eh, I remember I had to get a tattoo after that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, Terrence. We'll be looking forward to that too. Uh, we'll have to get you back on just to talk about the movie more. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so I can get you back on. So, uh, 
Terrence, uh, last thing, how can the listeners and the viewers find you on social media to f- keep up with oh, you, stories hey, about uh, your book, anything? Oh, yeah. On, you can go to I am Terrence T on all social media platforms. Um, or also you can terrencesorrell.com. And then the books is uh, I Crowned Me, past tense, because we're taking the power back from the world. We're crowning ourselves. We don't have to wait for anybody to tell us we're great. We tell ourselves we're great. So the, the brand is called I Crown Me, and you can find out on iCrownMe.com. Um, I have merch, books. The fifth book will be out, um, all about superpowers, and they find it within themselves. Uh, and, yeah, I'm around. And if you follow me, sometimes I go and I'll like a couple of pictures. I may not follow you back right away, but, you know, I usually like, and you'll know that I see you. And I run all my social media because people are like, is this really you? I'm like, yeah, of course. You, know. want, you want to interact with the fans that are going to watch you and support you, too. Yeah, and every book that I sell here at home on my own, I literally sign each book and ship it out myself. Um, and that was something before my mother passed. She told me she wanted me to do because you want to make sure these people are seen. You know, a lot, all these people in the world, they just want to be seen and know that they're part of a story. So them purchasing books, them watching and supporting us, you're creating, you're helping me with my journey. You're part of my story now. Amazing. Terrence, uh, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes today. Let's get you back out of here. This was a great conversation with you. Okay, let me know I'm here. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Thank you.